Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah, yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Welcome into the show. It is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss, Polly Howard with you live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino here bright and early on a Monday morning. It is NFL Draft Week. We will uh, spend plenty of time on that event today and every day this week. We have three different guests on the program today, and we'll talk about it a lot on our own as well. NFL Draft, big um, odds movement, what we think might happen at this point, a lot of unknown up in the air. Uh, Peter King's latest column in his only mock draft Popped about two hours ago. We'll tell you what he had to say and what some GMs are saying to him about how unpredictable this event is going to be this year. And a lot of time today on the NBA and the NHL as well. How are you? Good weekend? Yes, you are correct that this is an underrated time of year. And these weekends now with eight playoff games with NBA and NHL and Saturday with the hockey where the first three games go to overtime, mm-hmm. the, the Knights blow a three-goal lead. We've had everything here the last 48 hours. And what happened last night in Los Angeles, whoo, so good. I'm cursing the Oilers. This freaking team, my pick, right? Going to go down 3-1 and they come all the way back. It's, what, it's been fantastic. Yeah, what do you, I wonder what was said at the first intermission between the players and the coaching staff last night down 3 nothing. Yeah. at the end of one Yeah, with your season pretty much on the line. Sure. Yeah, that would have been, to be a fly on the wall would have been great. Yep. 
Well, the, whatever they're throwing chairs, that's what you let it all hang out. And no that, that absolutely worked. The goalie change, all of it. Yeah. Huge. And I I don't I would not have been on the air today saying it's over with, but to imagine the Warriors coming back from a three one series deficit right. where, where that means you know what that means then, right? They have to sweep them the rest of the way. That would include two games out of the three on the road against Sacramento, where the Warriors have been a disaster so far this year. And, you know, the way that game unfolded in the, in the final probably four or five minutes, I felt like both teams wanted to lose. I mean, it's it's easy to point at the Warriors and say, well, the, the Steph Curry calling the timeout is a, is a total disgrace. You can't do that. The Chris Webber situation all over again. Mm-hmm. What was worse than that to me was actually Steve Kerr thinking that a challenge yeah. on the illegal screen was a good idea. They had, <laughs> they had like a 0% chance to win that challenge. That was not going to happen. And in fact, Draymond Green even told him he moved. He's like, don't challenge it. It's a bad idea. But I, I thought the Kings completely gave the game away. They had chance after chance after chance with pretty decent possessions that turned into like high school basketball. They totally melted down, man. It was an, And that's where their youth, and they kept bringing this up on the broadcast, it was Doris Burke. Uh, the youth of the team, how young they are. They just they didn't know how to act in the moment, and they didn't. They could easily have a 3-1, a stranglehold on yeah. the series. Yeah, they got it done in the first two games, but it's it's tight with six minutes left, and the Warriors made all the plays, and it looked like the uh, the dynasty was coming to an end. I mean, you pull the Chris Webber, you're up five with the ball with 40 seconds. I mean, that, that's it. It's over. And you get that unbelievable look for Buck. People are giving him too long. Quit giving him a hard time. It's still a tough shot. Uh, and Barnes just misses the three. But the problem was Fox was going to take the game winner, but he lost the ball. And then Draymond, with the scouting report, knew where he was trying to go, exactly where he was trying to go with uh, taking the jump shot, and he, and he they doubled him. So he had to kick it out, and Barnes misses it. And now we're tied at two. Yeah, but Dr- that is just, that was a fantastic game, back and forth the whole Loved way. Loved it. I can't yeah. get enough of the series. Draymond was, come on, uh, superb on defense in that fourth quarter and pretty much the entire game. And I... At this point, oh boy, uh, can Sabonis help out the Kings at all, ever, in big spots? Yeah. I, I think Sabonis yeah. has been a train wreck. No, Herter's been a train wreck. Yeah, Herter's been Herter's awful. Herter's killing him. Yeah. He gave him nothing again. I'm watching the game yesterday. Keegan Murray is having his best game of uh, right as a pro, and it's late, and I had to, like, I'm watching the screen. I got to check my phone. I'm like, did something happen to Murray that I missed? Why is he not in the court right now? They're, they're, they're key minutes down the stretch, tight game. You could win to go up 3-1. to one. Along with De'Aaron Fox, he's the best player on the Kings yesterday. No, nope. Keegan Murray's on the bench. Not not like serious foul uh-huh. trouble. He's just he's playing other guys. Like Monk was out there. I don't know if Herter was out there at the time. I, I, I don't think he was. But I, I couldn't get some of the... That guy had to be on the court. He was fantastic. No, not playing. Sabonis awful again yesterday. And Steph Curry. I mean, the guy's 35 years old. Think about this. 32 points per game in this series. 49% from the field. 40% on threes. 95% from the free throw line. The guy, the guy's yep. a magician out there. Yep. Still. Yep. Uh, Herder, 3 of 21 from 3 in the series. Oh, yeah. Go figure. Ridiculous. How about the adjusted series, Bryce? Golden State, without home court, one of the worst road records in the league. A dollar eighty favorite. I'm a little it's, surprised that that's yeah. that strong. Yeah. yeah. But I'll tell you, just like we'll get to later with the Lakers, Game 3 is going to come back to haunt them. No Draymond Green, that's when you had him on the ropes. You have to, If you played like that, 
in game three, it wouldn't be a problem. Yeah. But where was that in game three? It's well, like the Lakers. They're up 26 in the first quarter. Where was that in game two? Mm-hmm. Well, that's the the whole like regression when it comes to three-point shooting. They just happen to go 11 of 47 from three in game three. If they shoot like they did yesterday in game three, they have a 3-0 series lead. I mean, it just, it's that simple. The ball wasn't going in that day, and you saw them shoot much better yesterday. Dollar eighty is a strong series oh, yeah, price, absolutely. man. Yeah, you know what it's going to be like Wednesday. Absolutely, right? And probably uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the home team wins every game, or at least the first six. The right? first six, but and that, it comes that's down Golden to, yeah. State. That was Golden State all year. Great at home and garbage on the road. So you're right. They have to get more out of Sabonis and, and the hut. I mean, but no. think you have to. If you sign up, if you tell me this before the series, they sign up in a in a second. That Sabonis hasn't played well. You get nothing out of Herder, and the I series agree. is tied at two. Mm-hmm. That's because Fox has just been a beast. Just incredible how he's done and how he's played. And I'll tell you, the, the, the Boston game last night, a little concerned about the defense, but that's been nuts too. The last, when Those two games in Atlanta, crazy the shot-making ability. Celtics finally lost a game where they shot 40% from three, but uh, that, that's been the offensive firepower yesterday in some of these games. Well, that, that and the series, shooting. Yeah, that series has been a clear over series with the points. I mean, they're going over by, what, 18, 20 points a game? And the other one would be, well, a huge game tonight between Milwaukee and the Heat. That has been an over-series as well. And that the market moved that total like five full points on Saturday. And uh, that was on pace to have 230 points before it died a little bit, but it still went over. Yeah. And that, to me, has been one of my nah. biggest takeaways of the playoffs so far is that I, I don't, the market's been completely wrong with that total. As the, uh, and, and the Cavs-Knicks total, which you, you opened 207 yesterday in yeah. that? I mean, the, the Cavs cannot score. 80 points in an NBA game, and, and, and then they follow that up with, they, they can't even come close to 100, yeah, and they have how a, bad they've been. A really poor first half after an 80-point playoff game? Yes. That is, uh, so oh. this game, after three games, I thought, you know, this game was much closer to a pick than what the series price said beforehand, and it's it's not even playing out like a pick series anymore. Knicks have, like, pretty much clearly been the better team in this series, and a big part of that is because something that we pointed to here with uh, I think what's happening right now with the Cavaliers will eventually happen with the Suns. Meaning the Cavaliers have basically no bench. They're getting no help. They certainly miss Kevin Love and it's got to be all from their starting five and that's already catching up with them in the first round of the playoffs. Garland was horrendous. Allen's been terrible. Okoro can't, Okoro can't make a shot. Yep. You don't have a bench. You can't count on anybody. Mitchell disappears in that game. I, I cannot believe how bad they've been offensively. And and, and still, the, the steal that Dallas lets Brunson walk for nothing. And, and how good Barrett has played. They're up 3-1, and Randall hasn't done a damn thing in the guy's bench. Oh, he's, he Think was about that. unplayable he's, yesterday. He, yeah, he's benched, and they still blow him out. So the garden's rocking. Knicks fans are loving life, and I wouldn't be surprised if they close them out Wednesday and get them on the road. I mean, I just I didn't expect this. How this this team was so good offensively in the regular season and their profile with top ten offense and defense, and they look like a, a five hundred team out there. They've they, been so bad in this series. Yeah, th- this series is not going to Game Seven. This this is over in six minimum. 
It could, it could be over in five. These Knicks young are, guys are scared, too. Knicks are not losing uh, at yeah. home in game six. I'm yeah. surprised the series price is minus 550. I thought it'd be much well, higher today. I mean, who had Mitchell Robinson outplaying Allen right. and, and cleaning the glass and doing a better job than Mobley and Allen? Correct. I mean, yeah. that, that's Good the call. first thing, right? But but how Barrett's played and, and, and Brunson just knocking down threes, but... I thought that I thought the Cavs were coming back though in the third quarter, and then whoop, okay, well, they came back enough to take of that. the lead. Yeah, right, down fifteen. My, sure, uh, I thought they were cooked again. Yep. Then they storm all the way back. They have the lead, but then again, Brunson making all the plays in the fourth quarter. Without any question, the biggest regret that I have, and I, I actually sent this. I was involved in a couple of different text messages, probably a month or so ago, maybe a little bit longer than that. When I asked the question, don't you think Knicks at sixty to one to win the Eastern Conference would be a good idea? And the response I got made a lot of sense. It was, well, they're going to have to, because we already knew who was going to basically wow. play. Yeah. Their path was going to be Cavaliers, Bucks, and then winner of Celtics, 76ers. But they were 60, 6-0 to one, just to win the East. And here's, here's a learning lesson for me. You never know what can happen. Absolutely. Because if they beat the Cavaliers here, which they're going to do, they might get the heat in the second round. Giannis can get hurt. Can't, it's a war of attrition. It All is. these guys are hurt. Not oh. to mention suspensions, too, but right. Yeah. You can never dismiss a team on a future ticket again with the way how things have gone the last three years in the association. Yep. A big injury is going to look at the superstars that are hurt. And who knows a freak plays tonight. It's one right after another. Not to mention Jimmy Butler's questionable after after he got hurt. So, uh, yeah, I, yeah, Miami could go to the conference finals. Yeah, I, I would try to warn people. This is real. Well, I'll say this. I think the point spread is telling us something here tonight. We'll get into that coming up next. I think a couple of point spreads are really telling that we have tonight and tomorrow night. Um, More on the playoff card coming up. This team is now 0-16 straight up and 2-14 against the spread in the situation they're up against tonight. Details next here on VEASAN. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah, yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Welcome in. It's good to have you on board. It is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Mitch Moss along with Polly Howard live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. We'll start this hour uh, by talking to professional sports better. Aaron Renning does a great job on the NBA. He was just in Colorado as well, betting the NFL draft. ER, it's good to talk to you again. Let's concentrate here on the on the NBA, though. Um, I text you over the weekend regarding the total in this Bucks heat while well, the game, but pretty much how it's been playing out in the series. The market's been dead wrong on this, and that, that game was trending to hit like 230 before it died in the fourth quarter. This morning, though, bright and early, tough to have a read on this game, in your opinion, just because we don't know the status of Giannis, and then you see Butler and Bam are both questionable on top of that. Yeah, always good to be with you guys. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, kind of the M.O. here with Miami. Always got a bunch of guys questionable, and you know, it's, it's kind of unfortunate so far and uh, with the NBA playoffs so far with the number of these guys, you know, key guys um, getting injured. And, you know, really, you go back the last five years, uh, a lot about advancing and getting to the NBA Finals, winning the NBA Finals has been, you know, number one, staying healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, playing teams that were banged up or missing key players. So this has just been kind of ongoing uh, for the last, you know, certainly handful of years that you can remember. It's pretty easy to go, um, uh, you know, year by year with some of these injuries. So, yeah, it makes it tough. And, you know, Giannis, I, I'm actually a little bit surprised he has missed the last two games. I, I, you know, I was missing that first game, but I thought for sure uh, he would be uh, back for game three. Not for sure, but I mean, I, I thought he would be more towards uh, more towards playing. So I would assume uh, the same tonight. I would think, you know, all these guys would play, but uh, again, you just don't know. I mean, you know, the big thing uh, in this series so far has been the Bucks defense. Yep. Uh, it has just been atrocious, and <laughs> it 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 doesn't make sense. It's you know, I I think this Bucks team just has a lot of plus defenders. Obviously, they they miss Giannis here, but you know, Miami <laughs> shooting, um, you know, from the field, uh, you know, last game fifty four percent. Even the game where they got bombed out, they still scored one hundred and twenty two, shot fifty four percent from the floor. Obviously, game one sixty percent. Uh, from the floor. So, you know, the Bucks have allowed 130, 122, and 121. Uh, that is uh, bad. And, you know, it's a Miami team that was, you know, yeah, the worst uh, against the spread team, could not make shots, only shot, what, 34% uh, percent about from three-point land all season long. So, you know, the Bucks have had issues defending the three-point line. They've done a lot of things to try to shore that up. Uh, but that has been the story here to me. Uh, in this series, we'll see if it continues to play out. And, you know, Mitch, I told you, my numbers, it pointed towards the over. I have to check the uh, injury uh, reports here. But, you know, 
the situation kind of calls for it under as the Bucks defense is essentially due to play a better game. So tough one to call at this point. Okay. Uh, how about an over in the late game? Lakers look to take a commanding 3-1 series lead. Memphis is 0-16 this year as a road dog. And uh, what, what do you make of the total here after they, that horrible performance in the first half by Memphis on Saturday? Yeah, boy, that was uh, something. Uh, boy, what an ugly quarter, ugly first half. The Grizzlies in that first quarter, 3-25 of 25 from the field, six turnovers, nine points about as pathetic and bad uh, as it can be. But, you know, in the end, you know, what they end up still scoring, 212 points in that game. Uh, obviously, a lot of that with Ja going off, uh, scoring, what, 22 straight at one time, 40-some points. But, you know, that's the issue that you have with this Grizzlies team. There's just nowhere else to go. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I didn't like the depth of this team coming into the playoffs. And, um, you know, the Lakers probably have the two best players in this uh, series, especially with Ja a little bit banged up. That goes a long way in an NBA playoff series. But, um, you know, obviously no Adams. Uh, no Clark, and then, you know, missing guys like Kyle Anderson and uh, Melton from last year, just guys that could help you win a game that just don't seem to have that to get them uh, over the hump. But, again, you know, as bad as that first half was, that first quarter for Memphis, uh, you know, the pace was still pretty good. Uh, they still scored 212 points. And, you know, the first, you know, the, the total in the first game between these two uh, was 228. And, you know, that game went over. They scored 240 in that game. <laughs> so now down to 220 and a half, uh, I just got to look here to, uh, over the total. Good point there. Very good. How about tomorrow? Boston's laying 11, the Suns are laying 12, and Denver's laying 9 in the three games. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, Atlanta, uh, boy, they they give up a lot of easy shots. It's amazing. <laughs> just a uh, lack of defense. Uh Crazy. Not bad when you got an over bet, which was a little bit bizarre. I, I think I played the over every game in this series. Finally came back and uh, able to win uh, the last two. But, boy, it just Boston just gets so much so easy. Um, you know, Boston essentially, you know, clinches the series last night with that win. Sounds like uh, Murray probably going to get suspended as well. So it doesn't so. look good uh, for the Hawks. Yeah. And, um you know, might see that. Uh, it sounds like we'll see that Philadelphia series probably tip off on Saturday if Boston gets a win. I'd look at Denver. Um, you know, even Lane Nine uh, here. Um, you know, typical Minnesota T Wolves fashion. You know, the, the, the pressure's off. They still try to blow the game last night. Uh, eventually, win. You know, it doesn't really surprise me. But boy, this team has had a lot of issues all season long. And you know, with with Bigs with Gobert, it's just hard. Uh, to win an NBA playoff series or a couple of series at this point, it's pretty pretty much in evidence um, the last um, couple of years in watching the NBA here. So, uh, I you know, I think Denver's really good, and uh, I think they come back and, and probably win by margin. How about uh, Dra- uh, oh, sorry, how about DraftKings? Westbrook, uh, Westgate put it up, and also DraftKings. DraftKings has Phoenix a dollar forty-five against Denver in the second round. What do you think of that? Well, it doesn't surprise me. You know, Phoenix is obviously kind of the de facto favorite in the Western Conference. But boy, uh, what a break they they catch here! I mean, I thought Kawhi was just uh, unbelievable in that first game, that first playoff game, carried uh, the Clippers. But you know, not only is he missing, but you know, we know Paul George as well. Uh, Clippers just don't have 
nowhere else to go. And, you know, even missing those two players, you know, the Clippers outscored the Phoenix bench, what, 26 to 9 the other day. And you know, it's not like Denver's got a great bench by any stretch of the imagination. It, it, it'll be interesting to see how that one, uh, expect the series to be played out. But I'll uh, be looking to play Denver, uh, make a strong case. Uh, for the Nuggets in that series again, Phoenix is uh, very good. At, you know, a chance to kind of come together here, but awfully top-heavy. Again, it's just not that easy for a team to come together. And I think Denver um, is better than they showed the last third of the season. So uh, I'll probably be betting Denver if I get a plus price. Let's follow the money here on Veasan, the Sports Betting Network. Our guest, professional sports better Aaron Renning. Yeah, my thought is on that series. If Durant, Booker, and others are going to be required ER to play 40-plus mm-hmm. minutes every single night, eventually they're going to wear a little thin. They can't rely on that bench because it doesn't really exist. So what is that going to look like when they play in altitude for four games out of a seven-game set? Yeah, that's a great point. Um, you know, like I say, unfortunately, the Denver's bench is pretty sketchy yeah. as well yeah. after Brown. So, they, you know, they don't have a, a lot to answer from from that standpoint. But... You know, with that said, they could match them uh, with their starting five. Denver very good with that. So should be a great series. Hopefully uh, get to a game uh, as we expect that series, a uh, game or two. So, um, But, yeah, for me, I'll, I just think uh, I'll have them you know, pretty even, and, and I, just, I still haven't seen enough for this Phoenix team to buy in yet. Yep, I'm right there with you. Do you have anything at all on this Warriors-Kings series, maybe before it started or after – you know, it was a couple of games deep, and the Kings had a 2-0 series lead. If not, how would you approach that? Do you have any opinion on who's going to win the series in advance? Uh, you know, it's interesting, guys. I don't. I need. I was being pretty stubborn, and I, I felt like I needed another five cents or ten cents on that series price with Sacramento. And a lot of that is just over the years and betting some dogs that just you know come up short over a seven-game series. So don't have a lot of confidence. It's just generally favorites win out. But with that said, my numbers definitely favored Sacramento from, you know, kind of a point spread perspective. Uh, I did play them yesterday plus the points. Um, you know, kind of felt like it could have went either way that final minute. But, uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, it, it was kind of a strange ending how it went down. But, you know, look, Sacramento has shown that, you know, pretty even, uh, obviously, with Golden State. And, you know, the first three games, Sacramento did not shoot the three-point ball well at all. And we saw those uh, finally go in. Murray was able to hit some shots. So we'll see if they can continue that. And, you know, my approach as we went into this series, you know, Golden State had to at least prove it uh, with a road victory. I mean, what did they have, 11 wins yeah. on the road all season? They lose their first two in Sacramento. Still haven't seen it. Yep. So in, in, until I do, and you know, the, it, this seems like it's going to be pivotal here uh, in Game Five. You don't want to go back to Sacramento needing a, a win in Game Seven. You know, obviously everybody knows that, but again, very even here. Um, yeah, I, I, at this point, uh, I'm not sure I'm going to play it, but um, uh, you know, I'd, I'd lean here a little bit to the Kings. Thanks for the time, Er. Good luck. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. Good luck to you. You got it. At ER Sports One on Twitter as well. So they have to Phoenix needs to win tomorrow and then get some rest and get ready for Denver. K minutes. KD 44, 44, 41, 44. Booker, minutes. 43, 45, 44, 41. Yep. God. Now to his point though, if Denver had a slightly better bench than what they do. 
Plus, I, I was kind of hoping, I know the Phoenix Suns power rating, I was hoping to grab like plus 130-ish or more in the series. Because already that money came in on the, on the Nuggets here in town to win that series. So it's a huge card tonight. Some of these uh, series are playing out much closer to a pick than what they originally were. DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NBA. And during the playoffs, all customers can get a no-sweat bet on any NBA same-game parlay when you opt in. Use code VEASAN when you sign up. Available to play in select states. Got to be 21. DraftKings.com for full details. NFL Draft coming up on Thursday night. We'll talk about it a lot in the remaining 90 minutes we have on the show today and every day this week. Uh, We are efforting Stephanie Stradley, who covers the Texans for the Houston Chronicle, and she did a full seven-round mock draft for the Texans and who they're going to take. She sent this out, uh, well, recently. Yeah. And it was yesterday, in fact. Number two overall, C.J. Stroud. Sticking sticking with it. No panic here. I I would be shocked if that happens. And uh, she also has Carter to Seattle at five, like a lot of people which is still wild, yeah. which uh, you're also seeing him going mock to the Bears now. If that could, But he's all over the place in these mocks. What could happen to Carter? Yes, he is. And what happened to the Henry rumors? What was, how about that? I thought we were walking into something big here today. Yeah. Because it was uh, the guy with, uh, you heard it here first, I think NFL Network. He goes, it's a done deal. Henry's going to be traded to the Eagles. And then A.J. Brown tweeted something too and then deleted it. Right. So that was like, oh my, are they going to do this? But it's... Other people were saying there's no way the Eagles are going to mm-hmm. trade for a running back who makes $10.5 million. I saw that as well. Right. So and then so Stroud number two, and then at number 12, she has them keeping the pick and taking right. Bijan Robinson. Yes, yes. At 12 overall. Don't think he'll be there. Where do you think he's going to go? Do if you think he goes to Atlanta, number Atlanta eight? at number eight. I that, do. That's got a lot of steam. Yep. So he changed recently. He was plus 165 to be a top 10 pick. He was minus 115 over the weekend. How about we move the markets when we mentioned the Paris Johnson thing with uh, Orlando Ledbetter? Yeah, he did. He was 60 to 1 because he told us, based on their pecking order and how they evaluate the O-lineman, he'd be their number one choice. If they go O-line. If they go O-line. Well, the highest shot on the board at the time at DraftKings and other places was uh, Johnson 60 to 1 to go to Atlanta. And that was cut in half or taken off the board entirely. Yeah. After we discussed, well, they have a huge decision to make. Like, what position are oh, they sure. going to go with? Because they need so much sure. help. And what's I their also, thought process about? You know, Denny Green did that for years in Minnesota. He was always take the best player available, not need. <laughs> Randy Moss, hello. Yeah, that's right? they didn't need a wide receiver, but Randy Moss was there. It's like you got to take him. It's ridiculous. It's also what Peter King wrote about today in his column with Nick Casario picking second overall, uh-huh. the Houston GM. He said he was under Bill Belichick. He learned from Bill for many, many years. It's not. It's not the need. It's the best player on the board. That's what it should be. So, and that's why Peter King in his mock draft has Tyree Wilson going number two overall to the Texans. Like they're not going to take a quarterback at number two. Maybe they'll get one at number 12 if they stay put. Maybe they could trade back up. But he just, he doesn't think that the way that his mind will operate is we have to have a quarterback just because society tells us we have to. We're going to go best player and... You know, again, to tie in the D'Amico-Ryan's connection here, 
A lot of people have brought this up. But if Wilson is that guy that could kind of emulate a Nick Bosa on the defensive line and on the edge, he would like to work with some, somebody like that because they have basically zero pass rush. It's terrible on the defensive line there, too. Again, a team that needs so many players at almost every single position group. And I saw Joe Klatt last night said that he has, or he thinks the Texans should go Stroud at number two and then come back at number 12 and take his college teammate Jackson Smith and Nygba. Take him at wide receiver at number 12. Played together, the oh, chemistry, the, the rapport. Yeah, okay. yeah. You don't care for that? Well, I think he's over the top with the Big Ten. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's, uh, for what it's worth, Circa yeah. opened up his position. Yeah. 14 and a half. Oh, yeah. And it was, I think, plus 265. Oh, he is. Which, that again, prop you, is getting carried and away. I was like, I've, I got to yeah. take some of that. Yeah. At plus 265. I did. I missed out, and it completely changed, obviously. So William Hill added a bunch of props over the weekend, too. He's 12 and a half over 320. <laughs> 12 and a half over 320 now. Remember Vegas refund gave out 11 and a half, I think? Yeah, he did. Or what it was, a dollar ten. And that quickly um, moved. Skaronsky, 10 and a half under 170. Paris Johnson, 9.5 over 150. Witherspoon under 6.5, minus 150. Flowers over 22.5, minus 170. I saw a couple guys who do this for a living that they were just, they were they tweeted out screenshots and what they were betting. They just kept pounding flowers over 21.5 plus money. Yeah. And, and now you just see where it is as well. Carter over 6.5, minus 170. Hooker, 31.5, I'm seeing now. Circa and also Will Hill. Under uh, one third, he's thirty-one and a half, yeah. pretty much everywhere. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so, I still don't have anything really on Jalen Carter. Um, that prop at six and a half. I I don't have a. Yeah. More and more people continue to say Seattle at number five. There was one. I I look at so many of these things. There was one draft pundit, draft Nick, who said eh, that's going to happen. And still, like, wow, I don't know, man. Like, the guy in Seattle's Adam, the, the Rob Stan, right? Who we talked yeah. about, and I know he's been on this network. I think he was on with Tim and Sean, yes, a couple weeks ago. He's just like, it's not happening. They're not taking Jalen Carter. And this guy's had a great pulse on the Seahawks for a handful of years and what they're going to do in the draft. And he gave out like many key reasons why, but just it's every single day, more and more people know Carter's going to go number five overall. It's tempting yeah. to bet the under six and a half at plus money, but I, I can't pull the trigger on it right around lunchtime. Uh, 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 Midwest, East Coast, Wilson was the favorite Saturday to go second. And then the Levis stuff happened, and bam. Just go, you know, plus 450 here to minus 140. He's the favorite at Will Hill and Caesars. I mean, if you, as we sit here today, right now, you think he's going to Houston at number two? Are you going to follow the money? I still think there's a good chance he uh, that, that, that taking Wilson. I agree. I still think there's a good chance the Texans go Tyree Wilson out of Texas Tech, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that could be a trade, too. I would uh, Something funky could happen. Who's going to trade at two, you think? Because they're not going to trade to the Colts. Colts aren't going to move up to number two. Uh, it could be the Raiders. Back to our guy coming up. I mean, that's, but, you know, I'll give Benjamin Solak credit. At least he appears to be right with saying there's no doubt in his mind that the Colts would take Levis at four, but he doesn't think he's going to be there. So this... <laughs> I can't believe this. Remember what? How about the how about the Levis Richardson prop head to head? How oh, nuts is that movement? Totally, totally flipped. I mean, that, sure, where Richardson was going top five and Levis might fall and go out top fifteen. Sure, lucky to go top fifteen, and now that's completely changed. Well, for what it's worth, I mean, 
Matt Miller at ESPN put out his full seven-round mock draft over the weekend, the final one that he's doing. <clears throat> he doesn't have Levis in the top 10. He has Levis sliding. He's not the only one. I think there are a couple of other people still that are saying, no, Levis is not wow. going to go that high. Well, and It's not going to happen. I, I, this, is, this is the worst year I think you could, you could ever do as far as right now. Give me, give me your top 10. Whew, you'd be lucky to get three right. And, that's, that's, and they're, give, they're gifting you number one, maybe. Paulie, that's a reason why more sports books here in Nevada should have more draft props because this is the year they could probably be winning some money. I know over the years yep. they hate it because no, nobody knows anything right now. That's right. The, the market thinks that Levis is going to go number two overall. And maybe they get that one right. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, it's, it's not like last year. Because remember, a year ago, basically last night and this morning is when the Walker stuff really took off. Mm-hmm. Not really the case this year. Peter King has Richardson going 23rd to Minnesota and Hooker 12 to Houston. And he, as he's mentioned, he has Wilson going second to Houston. Well, you can still find that quarterback prop. It's basically a pick em now. I, I, I Four love, and a half in the first round. I, I really like Hooker under. I, I just There's the, too many guys who think there's too many people in the league or mock people who talk to all these guys who say that the guy's the third best quarterback out of the, out of the group. Yeah. He's got to go first round to me. He has to. That prop has to cash. Which now that's a dollar ten after it was plus one eighty over four. four I, I do like that Peter King admits right at the very top of his column. I have no idea. This is not going to be accurate. It was I know I I don't know what I'm doing. I get that right. Yeah. That said, Hooker like he talks to every team in the league, and for him to have Hooker going number twelve overall, and others have said the same thing. Hmm. Man, but eleven spots ahead of Anthony Richardson. I guess the, the thought is here. That's a big drop for Richardson. Uh, some, but s- at least one of these quarterbacks will drop. I, I, I don't well, see a scenario where... Well, what, what, define drop. Out of the top 10? Like, oh, well, pe- people, okay. are still, people still yeah. have like the idea of four well, going it. in the top four. Yeah, that's asinine. Uh, yes. What do you think happens at three? No idea. H- how big of a wild card is that? No idea. I don't think it's Will Anderson. I can tell you that. I, I, do they even keep the pick? I think if they can trade the pick, they have to get out of three. Yes. Especially if, if it's Will Levis at two. Right, but the that, phone has to be, their phone's got to be blowing up there. But that also goes back to the idea that maybe teams aren't willing to trade up to number two or number three. They don't want to give up that much. And so there the Texans are going to be forced to pick at number two, and the same thing with the Cardinals at number three. All right, follow the money here on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Up next, we will talk to Stephanie Stradley, covers the Texans for the Houston Chronicle. What happens at two then? Levis, Stroud, defense, what is it? Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. 
if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah, yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on v Welcome in. This is Follow the Money here on v the sports betting network. Mitch Moss along with Polly Howard live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. Starting this hour, talking more NFL draft here. The event comes up on Thursday night. A lot of unknowns as we just talked to a guest from Houston. She, Stephanie Stradley, she had no idea what the Texans are going to do. And uh, she's been talking about this and, you know, getting into the draft for a good... She put It took her 15 days. She did it on purpose to put together a mock draft by talking to other people. Finally ended yesterday. And now we'll talk to Jim Costa, who covers the Detroit Lions for 97-1, the ticket in Detroit. Jim, thanks for the time today. How are you? Yeah, thanks, guys. I haven't spent 15 days preparing for our conversation. I hope that's all right. No, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. A week is good, but, you know, 15 days, a bit much, probably. So do you... Like, what... Are, if you like perfect world scenario right now for the lions, how would it go based on the first five picks and how that would land? What they must have like a board right now that says this is an ideal scenario. And then beyond that, we have like two or three other guys that we absolutely love. Who do you think that would be? Yeah. I want to build off of what you're just talking about. The unpredictability. Brad Holmes said that this is the most unpredictable draft he's had since he's been the lion's general manager. Now that's only a couple years and it's a lot easier when you're picking number two, they, of course, need some things to shake out in front of them when you're picking six. I think optimally they'd end up with Will Anderson, but I don't think he's going to be there at six. So now you start to begin this process of bargaining. Is Tyree Wilson a comparable edge? Uh, if there are no edge, how do we feel about Jalen Carter? They brought him in for a visit. Is Bijan Robinson? Mm-hmm. Hey, Brad Holmes took Todd Gurley in the top ten. Is that a viable shot? Or do they take corner, who's the betting favorite right now? Devin Witherspoon is a Dan Campbell kind of football player. I think that's the, hey, if we don't love who's there, that's kind of the fallback pick. You tweeted out thumbs up, thumbs down on all these guys. Why are you thumbs down on, yeah. on why thumbs down on Carter and Robinson? So, the, first of all, the Bijan one has nothing to do with the, the prospect. It's the position he plays, and it's a personal thing. I don't feel that Brad uh-huh. Holmes and I are on the same page. Uh, it's just I wouldn't draft a running back in the top 
10 or even top 20, you have an offensive line that should be plug-and-play for any tailback. This team shouldn't be using a premium resource on one of the least valuable positions in football. But the Carter stuff, I think, is way more nuanced than locally on the station. We've spent a lot of time debating the pros and cons. You have, of course, the, the driving, the speeding. You have the pro day where he was so out of shape he couldn't finish drills. And you wonder, is this a maturity, work ethic concern? Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes have turned this thing around with guys like Aiden Hutchinson and Panay Sewell who blend both talent and work ethic. And Carter has some red flags. The question is, are you willing to look past them? And I think that's what they were evaluating as recently as this last week. This is where, by the way, Jim, this is where I think you need to trust the betting market more than anything else because if I read, like, another person mock Jalen Carter number 5 overall to the Seahawks, I mean, that'll be, like, the 1,000th person to do it, yet he's minus $3 <laughs> to go over 6.5 now. He keeps going, taking steam uh-huh. on the over. So, again, the draft market here, the betting market is what you want to trust here. The other one, though, you brought up Witherspoon. Like, his draft position prop over the weekend switched. Now, it, it came down to 6.5. Basically, he's a pick at six and a half, telling you that I think if he's on the board, there's a very good shot that he's going to go six to the Lions. Yeah, I mean, I think if you go individual slotting, he was minus 110 as, as recently as late last week to go sixth overall. He still may be today if you guys check on it. He To me, he would be a good fit for this defense. They played a lot of press man coverage at Illinois. The Lions play a ton of press on the outside. He maybe doesn't have the top-end speed that a Christian Gonzalez does, but he's not afraid to get up in the run game. That screams to me, football guy, Dan Campbell. And in terms of drafting a cornerback, you know, they made some moves in free agency, but a couple of those are one-year deals. So I do think corner is still one of the top needs for this team. And while you would optimally maybe hope one of the better players falls, I think they have to be prepared to take their guy. And I think at this point, Devin Witherspoon's a good, uh, good, um, uh, a good play if you were looking for one. Would you go quarterback at 18? Who's the quarterback? Richardson. <laughs> yes, I would. So that's the other. I mean, I feel like because the Lions have two first-round picks, we've had a lot of these conversations uh-huh. locally, and lines have been drawn in the sand. Richardson, I think, scares some people. Of course, completion percentage. Is he accurate enough? Can he play the position from the pocket? When I watched him, I saw things like, hey, when he rolls to his left, he's not very good. He did airmail some throws. But the other things I liked about him, he clearly processes defenses. The Tennessee tape is kind to him. The Florida State tape is kind to him. Some drops and a ton of deep throws will hurt your completion percentage. I do think he can process, and I, I mean, we can't ignore the athleticism and the upside. That's the guy you plug in and you have a great run game and he makes you even better. You want fourth and one, he'll get it every time. I just think there's a projectability with, Hey, that could be a franchise quarterback. If he was there at 18, I don't think there's a hesitation for me personally. Oh, okay. okay. Well, let, let me ask you this. You want to get nuts? What if Stroud is there at number six? Would, would, they, would they actually think about it on the clock? Oh, yeah. So they brought him in for a visit, and we had hysteria locally. Um, <laughs> Jared Goff is very well received. And I don't know how to explain this um, phenomenon, Locally, I think the fan base is way higher on Jared Goff than I would imagine you guys or national audiences. Goff put together a good stretch last season operating in, a, I would say, a QB-friendly offense, and the team won some games, and there's a general positive outlook for the season. People don't want to upset the apple cart. I would tell you, um, I view Jared Goff like 2019 Ryan Tannehill, 33 touchdowns, seven picks, good game manager, capable of maybe playing better with a great supporting cast. But if you build around Ryan Tannehill, ask the Titans, who 
might have to give up multiple firsts to go get a quarterback. You don't want to do that. Um, the conversation in Detroit centers around Jared Goff long-term. Are you extending him at market rate? Are you just kind of putting blinders on and ignoring? If Stroud was there at six, they've clearly done their homework. Uh, his NFL.com comp is Jared Goff, which, you know, everything goes round and round. I would be open to, to C.J. Stroud. I don't know how serious the Lions are about drafting a quarterback based on um, the way that they view Jared Goff. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. As we talked today, how confident are you that it's defense at six and offense at 18? Yeah, I think that's a pretty good way of handicapping it. I feel really good that it's it's defense at six. I'd be pleasantly surprised if they took a quarterback. It's probably going to be defense at six. Yeah. And at 18, you, you, you've already mentioned Bijan. Uh-huh. The other name to consider is a receiver. Do they like a Quinton Johnson? Okay. Especially with the Jamison Williams suspension. Okay. How, how, oh, good timing. How significant are the suspensions if you take it away on that with that angle, and should they still be the favorites to win the division? So they won ten, well nine games last year, eight of the last ten last year, with Jamison Williams playing a very reduced role. Of course, he was injured, coming off the torn ACL. He caught one pass, and it was a touchdown. And they want to have that deep threat this season. I don't think he's going to cripple their chances of winning the division. It's going to be a question of how do they pivot. They did bring Marvin Jones in on a Band-Aid, kind of one-year deal to help them out at the position. And they may address receiver with uh, five picks in the top 100. I think they will select a receiver at some point uh, on days one or two. Uh, I think they're still the favorites to win the division. The Jamison thing is really disappointing because I think a portion of the fan base is just itching to see him play, and it calls into question his maturity. Is the thinking there it's a stupid rule, or is it, uh, you, you know, the, the kid's got to be smarter? What, what's the feeling back there about what happened after the news Friday? Yeah, I mean, it's a stupid rule. I, I can say that. I think you guys probably agree it's a stupid rule. If you don't bet on the NFL, I don't know that we should be handing out six-game suspensions. Uh, if you want to bet from your couch, it's okay. Mm-hmm. If you bet after you get a lift in at the team facility – now you get slapped with a six-game suspension. I, I think that's punitive. I get it. It's the rule. Uh-huh. He has to know the rule. We all have rules at our place of work that we hate, that we don't want to follow. But if you don't follow them, you get disciplined. Yeah. Any chance they trade one of the picks, by the way? Six or 18? Yeah, we've been talking about it. they got nine picks, and it feels like this team doesn't have nine pressing needs. They should maneuver it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. last year they they moved up 20 spots to take Jamison Williams who's to say they wouldn't trade up to three and say we don't want to wait for life to come we want to go make it happen we'll go get our guy interesting they could move up to three Hmm. they could move down if someone loves a quarterback they could take 18 and move up and get two picks in the top 10 I mean they they really have the ability to maneuver this board with two ones two twos they have a third pick in uh pick in the third round pick 81 they have two fifths Two six, like they really could be an active player, not just Thursday, but throughout the weekend. Yeah, well said. Okay, final thing mm-hmm. for you. Uh, it appears as if Rodgers might finally get dealt to the Jets this week, but who the hell knows? As somebody who <laughs> you know lives in another city with Green Bay being in that division, uh, most disliked player in all of sports in your city, Aaron Rodgers or the field? <laughs> 
Aaron Rodgers has been our boogeyman. I mean, whether it's, you know, throwing bombs on Thursday night football, oh. Monday night football, daggers. Oh. I mean, he, he has been our own personal boogeyman. So on one hand, you're like, get this dude out of this division ASAP. But, you know, a funny thing happened last year. Yeah. They beat Aaron Rodgers yeah. twice, including <laughs> at Lambeau Field with a playoff spot on the line. So there is a, a certain um, a portion of the fan base here that's walking around with the chest out going, go ahead, Aaron, you stay in this division. You see what happens. Because that boogeyman, that boogeyman under our bed, it was actually a pile of clothes all along. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> uh, Jim Costa does a great job covering the Lions in Detroit. 97 won the ticket. Follow him on Twitter. He is at Jim Costa underscore. Thanks so much for the time today. We appreciate it. Appreciate it, guys. Be good. Enjoy the draft. A lot of different angles there. I never, yeah. But they absolutely can trade up. Yep. I know that's. He loved that picks. idea. Sure. Something they've kicked around quite a bit, the way it sounds. So. Okay. You know, because I, I threw that scenario at you coming, but Peter King wrote about this today. The Colts don't want to trade up to two. Right. And won't do it, but that's that's something also that could be in play. He brought up maybe trading to three if there's somebody they love. Yeah, right. How about teaming Will Anderson with uh, Aiden Hutchinson? We'll recap the betting action from the weekend and win some, lose some, coming up next here on Decent. Hockey playoffs are here. Whether you're rooting for your favorite team or betting on your favorite player, DraftKings Sportsbook says you covered for all the NHL action. Right now, new customers can place a $5 pregame money line bet and get $150 in bonus bets. If your team wins, join the action now on DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app and sign up with code VEASAN. It's that easy, code VEASAN. More NFL draft here. Vincent Bonsignor does a great job covering the Raiders here locally for the Las Vegas Review Journal. They're on the clock at number seven coming up on Thursday night. Vinny, thanks for the time today. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Doing really well. Or will they be on the clock at number seven? What do you think the chances are of this team actually saying, no, we can't take our chances waiting until that long. We've got to move up to two, three, or wherever that might be. Yeah, I'm still struggling with that uh, because I do think that they like C.J. Stroud. Um, uh, but, you know, and I, I think that if he fell somewhere where they felt it was justified to give up whatever it was going to take to to move up, maybe it's that number three with the Arizona Cardinals. I think the key to this whole thing is trying to get a handle on what the Indianapolis Colts want and who they prefer uh, at quarterback. Uh, if it's Will Levis, and we've been hearing a lot about Will Levis or perhaps Anthony Richardson, does that create any kind of a scenario um, where a C.J. Stroud falls? Uh, maybe even to number seven, because if you look at the Seattle Seahawks and maybe they're going to go defensive line and you look at the Detroit Lions and they've got, um, you know, they've got their quarterback kind of anyway uh, in place right now. And, and Jared Goff, maybe they're going to look to, to you know, shore up the defense. Could C.J. Stroud uh, be there at number seven? So I think there's a, there's a little bit of a guessing game uh, in trying to figure out what it is that the Colts are looking at at quarterback and do the Raiders need to jump ahead of the Colts if they're in on one of those quarterbacks. Okay, so let's say that Stroud falls and then he's available at number seven and their game plan was going in, maybe somebody like Devin Witherspoon, thinking that he might be their cornerback. Do they completely flip their opinion then? Is it a snap call that Stroud would be gone at number seven to the Raiders? I don't think it would be a snap call. I think they've made that decision one way or another, and I don't know what that decision is already. 
I think they've gone through all the various scenarios. So there's not going to be anything I don't believe that takes them by surprise that all of a sudden they're like, oh, my gosh, we didn't consider this scenario. What do we do now? I think all of those decisions, if they haven't been firmly made, they will have been made uh, by the time Thursday uh, rolls around. So I think whatever that case might be, whatever unfolds, they're going to be prepared to make the call that they believe is the right call at number seven. Can you elaborate on the level of confidence you have in this organization getting the pick right in light of the recent track record and history and what happened under Mayock and Gruden? Yeah, it's hard to, I mean, you know, on paper, it looks like they're in a better position from a uh, decision-making process. I think the, I think the chain of command, um, you know, might be, uh, uh, leave them a little bit better off. You know, these are, Dave Ziegler has the final say uh, mm-hmm. on this, the general manager. That wasn't the case, you know, under, under John Gruden. And it was always a little nebulous on whose pick was it? Was uh-huh. it a John pick? Was it a Mike Mayock pick? I don't think you're going to uh, have that sort of uh, messiness with, with this regime. So I think from that perspective, um, it leaves them in a, in a better position to really, uh, you know, hit a home run in this draft. I also think, that Dave Ziegler and his staff, um, you know, that's been in place for, for roughly a year now, is in a better position this year than they were last year uh, to really execute a draft now that everybody's been looking at things through their lens. You know, when they came aboard in January, a lot of the staff members, a lot of the scouts had been looking things, through things in Mike Mayock's lens, under Mike Mayock's lens, John Gruden's lens, and they had to completely switch up, um, you know, on the fly. And that's difficult to do, probably more difficult than we're um, you know, given, given credit to. So I, I also think that uh, where they are as an organization in terms of seeing things the way they want to see them for now for the, for the last year for this entire draft process, I think that puts them in a better position to execute a, a good draft too. Let's follow the money Thanks. here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Our guest is Vincent Bonsignor, covers the Raiders for the Las Vegas Review Journal, let's say Stroud's gone. Let's say Witherspoon is gone. Raiders still on the clock at number seven. Then what? Who are you tell me is still there? Uh, well, Gonzalez? I'm not, yeah. Gonzalez? Yeah, Gonzalez could be an option. Richardson's maybe still there. Quarterback. Ty- Paris Johnson. Tyree- what about Tyree Wilson? Well, if he's there, I mean, he's got... You you, t- you take us through this then because of uh, how they're set up on, on the defensive line then and how they would look at guys like yeah, Will Anderson or Tyler. I definitely wasn't trying to be difficult because yeah, it, yeah. Will be, it will be predicated on who still is there. I think they would like a defensive lineman. In a t- I think they like Witherspoon uh, uh, as, their, as their favorite cornerback in this draft, especially at number seven. Um, I, I, I tend to think that uh, that – Joey Porter would be their fallback option, but I don't think at number seven that makes a whole lot of sense. So I think they would consider a trade-back scenario um, that leaves them in position to still uh, you know, go, go get a Porter Jr., but also then pick up an additional maybe second-round pick and a, and, a, and a future high pick from whoever they're trading with. Um, for some reason, I just think that they like those two cornerbacks a little bit more than uh, Chris and Gonzalez. Uh, not for anything other than the scheme and what they're looking for and what they're – uh, you know, criteria is um, in, in the defense that they're running. But if a Tyree Wilson is there, uh, absolutely. The question that I have is Jalen Carter and what happens if yes. Jalen Carter's there mm-hmm. at number seven. I don't necessarily see him passing uh, the Seattle Seahawks at, at, at number five and maybe even uh, the Detroit Lions at number six. But if he's there, um, and again, this goes back to, I think that decision's already been made, but I'm fascinated to know what that decision is because if you open up the dictionary and look at the definition of 
the Raiders' biggest defensive need, you'd see a picture of Jalen Carter. He <laughs> embodies what exactly they need on that defensive line, and that makes the whole thing with him so frustrating because, you know, on paper, on film, he's what they need, but there's a lot of red flags that are associated with them that may take him out of consideration. What do you think of the Will Levis team? And he's the betting favorite to go second now. Yeah, and I guess, I guess the key to that is, all right, it's not going to be the Houston Texans, right? So that means that what team would be training up to get Will Levis? Is it the Colts? Do the Colts feel, are they worried that somebody else might might, might jump them um, and, and get their uh-huh. first choice? So it feels like the number two Will Levis is in conjunction with a possible trade with the Indianapolis Colts. Maybe it is the Raiders. <laughs> I, I, I don't necessarily see it. Uh, but, but, you know, when just based on kind of the year that Will Levis had last year and, and the step back that he took. But then I also say, and I did this all weekend, I went back and looked at his 2021 tape, and he looked like a different player. If you could get that Will Levis, I'm not so sure that he might not be the best quarterback in this draft, but he mm-hmm. wasn't. The last memory that we have of him was 2022, and I know he lost his offensive coordinator. I know he lost his top wide receiver and a couple of offensive linemen that ended up in the NFL. So that has to be taken into consideration. He was also playing hurt in 2022. But my question is, which quarterback are you getting? Are you getting 2022 uh, Will Levis or 2021 Will Levis? Yeah, totally fair question. Um, Any chance they could go offensive lineman with number seven overall, or is that too high? You know, in a, in a, in a world where everything else was, you know, uh, solid, it would make a ton of sense for the Raiders to take an offensive lineman uh, at number seven. You know, maybe one of the tackles uh, that could be a day one starter over there on the right side. Uh, but it's, the Raiders, unfortunately, aren't living in a perfect world. They have so many holes defensively. Um, they probably they may still need to find that quarterback of the future somehow, some way, uh, whether it's at number seven or a little bit further down in the draft. So while it makes a ton of sense because they definitely need to upgrade the offensive line, I'm not so sure that that's as pressing a need as some other needs that they have right now at number seven. Yeah, very cool. You can follow him on Twitter. He is at Vinny Bonsignor and read his coverage in the Las Vegas Review Journal. Vinny, thanks for uh, the time this morning. We really appreciate that. All right. Uh, it's draft week. I'm fired up. Should be. That's yes. a great event. No doubt. Same here. Uh, very, again, another Thank team. You. Many, many options. Interesting how he brought up C.J. Stroud first, though. Yeah. It wouldn't be a snap call, he said, if Stroud and I, from what we're hearing, Witherspoon appears to be extremely high on the Raiders' wish list. It's a tough call, though, if he's sitting there. Yeah. And the other, I, 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 had, I had the same thought, same thinking that he did. When, once you saw this team, I'm like, oh, who's moving up to take him at two? I don't think it's Houston. And I don't think I'm buying this. Because Peter King wrote this today that no, no, the Colts will not trade to two. I think that could be the Colts, then. And that maybe uh, the Texans have played a nice game here and they're tricking them into thinking that they love Levis and the Colts have to, because the Colts love him at four, that the Colts have to move up to get him. So I'm curious. Okay, let's so it's Bryce Young one. Let's say Texans go defense number two. Wilson or Anderson. Right. Cardinals are on the clock. I, I have no idea. Do they go the other defensive player? Yes, guess, or uh, they trade the pick. What if they can't trade? Then they take the one of the defensive players. Okay, then Will Levis goes number four overall. Yes. Stroud's there at number five. What happens? Pete Carroll's a wild card. I don't know. Ra- Raiders call the Seahawks. We got to have Stroud number I five. Know. I don't know. Does the slide? I mean, the slide just uh, no backup. No, nope. not right. going five. I, not I, going six. Yeah. Then he's on the board at number this seven. This is why you're Raiders. so excited. This is crazy. I, I don't know what's going to happen. If they're going to trade the pick, why wouldn't they have traded the pick? 
Why are you still holding it on? Well, we're right. The, the, the damn yeah. things in three and a half. Why wouldn't you trade right. to pick them? Right. What's the holdup? Uh, maybe teams are so confused with other teams and not knowing what they're going to do. They're going to wait until draft night. And if player X is available, then they got it. They got they're going to know what they're going to do. Here's the package. Got to make it happen. Yeah. Let's trade. Bam. We're taking them in pocket plays coming up next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 